The following program, Mind Over Matters, is sponsored by TCFIHAW LLC and to the extent applicable, their guests. The views and opinions expressed therein do not necessarily reflect those of Newsweb Radio or its management. Experience a full mind, body, and spirit approach to living your best life. Learn how to achieve optimal health, wealth, and happiness. This is your journey to wellness and abundance. You are listening to Mind Over Matters with your host, Dr. Amy Harris Nuon of the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness. Hello and welcome to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris Nuon. I'm a double board certified integrative clinical psychologist with a postgraduate specialization in functional medicine. I'm also a certified wellness instructor, best-selling author and speaker, and the director of the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness. As you know, the purpose of the show is to get you thinking about how powerful your mind is and what you can do right now to change your life for the better. So this show Mind Over Matters will challenge you to think differently about how your health, your relationships, your happiness, and even your financial health can be dramatically improved by taking a more holistic approach to your life. My goal is to really educate, inform, and empower you to live a life by design, a life on purpose and with passion and with positive results. Welcome to our show. I want to start by asking how many of you can remember a moment that changed your life? could have been a positive experience, a negative experience. And what happened? How did you react or respond? Were you surprised by how you or the other person dealt with that moment? Well, for some of us, these were moments that changed the entire direction of our lives. And for many of us, these were the moments that revealed our true character. So on this show titled Turning Points and Transformational Moments, I'm going to share what it is that these moments reveal about our character. Okay. So welcome to the show. I'm so glad you joined me. So I think we can all agree that there are moments so packed with meaning that they shimmer through time, right? They just stand out. Some inspire awe by exposing the splendor of nature. Maybe you found yourself uh, in some, you know, nature-laden place where you just felt totally connected with something greater than yourself. Some deliver a flash of insight to solve what seems like an insurmountable problem, but they're inherently transformative and they instantaneously expand awareness and alter one sense of self. I think it was psychologist Abraham Maslow that coined the term peak experiences to suggest the inner magnificence of such rare and distinctive events. But there are also moments of great meaning that are more social in nature. You know, maybe they're not so awe-inspiring, but certainly they've changed the course and direction of our lives. Some of these moments arrive spontaneously in the space between people when we're relating to one another. And such moments can shed an illuminating light on the deepest dimensions of someone's being. You know, sometimes they arrive unheralded, uh, unheralded. They, they, they actually reveal a person's strengths. Sometimes they expose uh, someone's vulnerabilities. Maybe they un- unveil core convictions or, you know, show someone's core life values. But they beget a profound state of knowing with lightning speed. Okay, lightning speed. Um, such moments carry credibility precisely because they're not anticipated or prescribed. They are, however, transformative. So with the mix of insight, intensity, they often give life new direction. As I said, sometimes forever altering the connection people have with each other and often enough with ourselves and of the various kinds of turning points life presents the most powerful of all maybe those character defining moments because they really go to the heart of who we are. So Here's the thing, 
Character has not been having an especially good run lately, right? Whether we're following politicians or what's on popular media or social uh, social media, in short supply on the national political stage, for sure, it's been long out of favor, even in the field of knowledge dedicated to delineating human nature, e.g. psychology, sociology, and the like. It's overshadowed by flashier parts of personality, ego, uh, character has, to a large degree, been left to philosophers and theologians. Um, but here's the thing. Character is a subset of personality traits, but there's been a long-standing neglect of character and personality psychology, uh, according to Jeffrey Goodwin, who is an associate professor of psychology at the University of Pennsylvania. Um, and that's been changing with the development of a new personality model. Okay, So for decades, psychologists have subscribe to a five-factor model of personality, uh, a product of research, really, in, in, in which um, uh, several factors, several personal factors or characteristics seems to naturally cluster into five broad traits. Those five traits are openness to experience, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. I think we all probably know someone in our lives that, you know, have some or all of those traits, or the tendency to experience negative emotions and react poorly to stress. Again, those five uh, characteristics, again, uh, openness to experience, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism, uh, or the tendency to experience negative emotions and react poorly to stress. In the early 2000s, Canadian psychologists uh, Kibiam Lee and Michael Ashton identified a sixth major trait of, of character, though. They called it the H factor for honesty and humility, and we certainly don't see a lot of that anymore. Uh, two qualities that their research shows uh, often go hand in hand. The H factor, uh, says Lee and Ashton in their 2012 book, The H Factor of Personality, colon, why some people are manipulative, self-entitled, materialistic, and exploitative, and why it matters for everyone, underlies people's approaches to money, power, sex, right? We see this play out all the time on the national and international stages. It governs their inclination to commit crimes or to obey the law. It orients people towards certain attitudes about society, politics, religion. It influences our choice of friends, our choice of partners or spouses. In short, it captures something fundamental about a person's adaptation to a shared world. The age factor sums up a person's willingness to exploit others, too or not, right? Notably, Lee and Ashton report, your level of H doesn't depend just on your genes or your childhood. It also depends on your own free will, right? Because we're all endowed with free will. So while the work has made character scientifically admissible, it also has opened the door to a consideration of personal responsibility, at least for some aspects of human behavior, a concept de facto d d discredited often by decades of biological determinism. So until now, Studying moral aspects of personality was deemed too subjective and value-laden. So alien was the topic that psychologists long considered morally relevant behavior strictly a response to situations. You know, would someone do this or not in a situation? Not with a quality arising from anything within, not from character, certainly not from something as stable as a personality trait. But research now suggests it's the confluence of both personality as well as situations, right? And our free will, as I said, has a lot to do with this.
But like other traits, character is seen as a disposition that drives a person to behave in consistent ways. But its specific mission is to allow us to evaluate, evaluate the world and other people, to judge them, right? Character has an inherently moral cast about it. There are some fuzzy borders between moral attributes and the personality traits of conscientiousness and agreeableness, but moral features extend beyond self-interest to interpersonal and societal interests as well. And according to University of Pennsylvania psychologist uh, Dr. Goodwin, character is king in social cognition. It's the first and the most important thing people actually perceive in others. They're rapidly gathering information about a person's kindness, their fairness, their honesty, how trustworthy they are, how loyal they are. So how could it be that no one was onto such prominent psychic players before, right? Why weren't we studying this a long time ago? It's because in the world of psych research, many of the components of character would discounted as, again, features of situations, not people. And others were hidden behind theories of warmth and outgoing behavior. So it's really important uh, now that, that researchers are taking the time to understand what is behind the personality, what is, you know, uh, part of someone's core character. So stick around. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about turning points and transformational moments and what these reveal about your character. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Jane Harris Nguyen. Lately, it seems you're not feeling quite right. As if your body is working against you, Dr. Amy and Associates can help create a path to achieve optimal health. Experience personalized health care for your mind, body, and spirit at a practice that blends holistic and traditional medicine. Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Harris Nuon. I'm Dr. Amy and Associates. We take a team approach to your care. As an integrative and holistic healthcare practice, we look at the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. We've got a wonderfully talented team of providers, family medicine, chiropractic, traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture, counselor, psychiatrist that's centered on your health and your wellness. We'll blend the best of Western medicine with the best of Eastern medicine. There's a time and a place for all forms of healing, and that's what we specialize in. Call Dr. Amy and Associates to experience a whole person integrative approach to health and wellness. 630-980-1400 or visit DrAmyAndAssociates.com. Dr. Amy and Associates, empowering people, changing lives. Everyone, welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris Nuon. I'm a double board certified integrative clinical psychologist, coach, author, and speaker. You're listening to our show titled Turning Points and Transformational Moments What These Reveal About Your Character. If you've just joined us, welcome. If you've missed any part of the show, you can catch a podcast on this great station, or you can check us out online at thecifhw.com. Again, it's thecifhw.com. If you've got questions, comments, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email email at healthandwellness at the cifhw.com. Again, that uh, email address, healthandwellness at the cifhw.com. And speaking of health and wellness, I want to invite you to our upcoming Dinner with the Doc Talks. We're going to do stress hormones and health on Tuesday, March 26th at 6.30 p.m. And we're also going to do understanding and reversing autoimmune disorders on Tuesday, April 8th at 6.30 p.m. So seating is strictly limited. These are dinner talks. Reservations are required. I want to invite you to call now and reserve your seat 630-980-1400 again 630-980-1400 to reserve your seat for stress hormones and health on tuesday march 26th and understanding and reversing autoimmune disorders on tuesday april 8th so we're talking about these transformational moments and they sit somewhere between the boundary between logic and emotion because inside alone no matter how brilliant 
rarely leads to profound change, and that may surprise some of you. So I asked at the start of the show, how many of you can remember a moment that maybe changed your life forever? You know, what happened? How did you deal with it? How did the other person deal with it? Because for some of us, these these moments, these transformational moments, literally do change the entire direction of our lives, but they absolutely reveal who we are at the core. They reveal our core character, right? Um, It's interesting to note that contemporary psychology holds that the impressions we form of others are snapped together from quick estimations of two features, the warmth and the competence of a person. But warmth is, you know, often a nebulous notion, right? And and, and having analyzed just what characteristics people identify behind warmth, um, Dr. Goodwin asked subjects to think of individuals they knew close up and personal and those they knew from afar, such as George W. Bush or Barack Obama. I think most of us don't know those people up front, but we know them from afar. And he found that kindness, humility, compassion, fairness, gratitude, and empathy stood out. These were the traits that most powerfully predicted the overall impressions subjects had of individuals. And here's the thing. We can mistake social skills for character. That's sometimes easy to do when somebody has good manners. Uh, so please don't fall for that. We make the mistake uh, that, you know, uh, good social skills uh, for, for, you know, good character. So, again, be on the lookout. Despite having been discounted as products of specific situations, though, as we said earlier, honesty, trustworthiness, loyalty, justness, and courage contribute most of all to the impressions subjects formed of other people. Uh, Dr. Goodwin said, moral character is indeed the prominent determinant of global impressions, and we are designed biologically to be able to assess billions, again, billions with a B, billions of bits of information in under a microsecond because prehistorically, again, when we lived in a predator-rich environment, we had to be able to quickly sum up dangerous situations and safe situations. And so our, our, our mind, our, not just our conscious mind, but our emotional mind, our reptilian mind, you know, gathers all this information in an instant, and then we, you know, uh, are more inclined to decide what someone's moral character is, right, from this global impression that we make in under a second. And what's more, character traits are negatively dominant. What do I mean by that? A negative or immoral trait outweighs the presence of a positive moral trait on the impressions we form. So somebody can have a lot of really, really good traits, but we, if we sum them up, you know, as having, you know, some sort of poor or questionable moral character, we're generally not going to like them, right? One failure to recognize an injustice overshadows any number of good deeds. And when it comes to moral character, says Dr. Goodwin, people are judged by their weakest link. And uh, and a transgression in the moral domain may be less subject to forgiveness than slip-ups in other realms. So this is, a, this is you know, a, an example of, you know, very often we really do judge a book by its cover. There may be so much other depth of character and good character, uh, but when it comes to some sort of moral transgression, we're a lot less likely to forgive and forget. And all of the elements of moral character that Dr. Goodwin studied, the ones that carry the most weight are the quote-unquote pure moral traits, honesty, justness, fairness, trustworthiness, courage, which have nothing to do with warmth, as I said earlier. In our judgment of others, honesty outranks even kindness, a moral trait that canoodles with warmth. And absent honesty, no information about that person can be 
trusted, right? So if you don't deem that person to be honest, you're probably not going to trust them to, you know, um, uh, have any other good characteristics either. Um, but what makes character the dominant factor in social cognition, you know, um, because it swiftly is shaping the impression we form of others in our daily lives. Character reveals a person's deepest intentions towards you. Will that person be helpful? Are they likely to inflict harm on you? You know, are they going to try and exploit you? So knowing someone's character Character provides important information about how that person is likely to treat you, including in situations in which you're unable to monitor the personal, uh, the person's behavior. So trustworthiness, for example, influences the likelihood someone will cooperate with you. Uh, as essential to business relationships, for sure, as to, you know, romantic ones in which personal vulnerability is the gateway to intimacy. So Goodwin and his colleagues then asked subjects to provide their impressions of people engaged in a dozen different social roles. Uh, asked about the surgeon, about to operate on you, your daughter's fiancé, a judge, a parent, a teacher, a romantic partner, and more. And while the researchers varied the traits assigned to the people, um, the more subjects valued a social role, the greater weight they gave to moral character traits informing their impression of a person in that role. So moral character traits prove critically important in assessing romantic partners uh, because there's obviously so much at stake. Especially in romantic situations, Goodwin says, we're on the lookout for people who might harm us in any way, right? Of course, nobody wants to be taken advantage of. Nobody wants to have their heart broken. Nobody wants to be cheated on, right? So the strength of a person's character uh, also determines how well he or she will follow through on plans, goals, commitments, values, right? Uh, which may explain why uh, Goodwin and his team found that obituaries are especially rich in information about character. Because when it comes to summing up a life, character counts most of all. It not only shapes a, a, a lifetime's worth of behavior, it's what we seek in others' legacy, right? Why even bother to read about them unless they're a person of good character? So Goodwin argues for a three-dimensional model uh, of impression formation. You know, we care about the warmth of a person and what, you know, that generates um, and quickly absorb information about it. But we care about the individual's competence, right? But above all, we want to know about moral character because it's our best guarantee of safety on the social axis on which we spin, right? And most of us don't want to be hanging around people with poor character. What does that say about them? And secondly, what does that say about us? So character is so fundamental because we interact with people all the time, says uh, psychologist Taya Cohen. She is a professor of organizational behavior at Carnegie Mellon. She says our moral character helps us balance our own interests with those of others. Morality, by definition, is about regulating social relationships. And uh, one set of her studies spotlights an element of moral, moral character known as guilt proneness. This is the degree to to which a person takes another person's perspectives into account and feels responsibility for not harming them, right? It endows people with concern for the impact of their actions. They consider the behavioral consequences of what they do on others' welfare. So guilt prone, as Cohen founds, uh, finds, uh, it, it actually steers people away from relationships in which they might get a free ride and into more equitable relationships. So the importance of character, however, is not limited, obviously, to our social life. It matters intrapsychically as well. Character information is crucial to a person's, a person's identity and their sense of self-worth. And those who are highest in moral, uh, moral character actually uh, regard it as, as important to be uh, as it is to be seen as, as moral. So um, I remember when I was first entering my profession, 
It was our first day of graduate school, and we took the Hippocratic Oath, which says, above all, do no harm. And it was really at that point, that was one of my transformational moments where I made a decision that I never, ever, ever wanted to engage in any behavior that would be intentionally hurtful to anyone or would be intentionally uh, harmful to my profession. So uh, certainly I've hurt people, but it's not been with, you know, malice or intent. Uh, But that is something that was a defining moment for me. So stick around. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about these uh, uh, turning points and transformational moments. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuan. Welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon. You're listening to our show, Turning Points and Transformational Moments, What These Reveal About Your Character. So if you've missed any of the show, you can catch a podcast on this great station, or you can check us out online at www.thecifhw.com. Again, www.thecifhw.com. If you've got questions, comments, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email at health and wellness at the cifhw.com again that email address health and wellness at the cifhw.com and uh, to that and I want to invite you to our upcoming dinner with the doc talks on Tuesday March 26th we'll be doing stress hormones and health these are dinner talks so please bring your appetite if you're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, this is the talk for you for sure. Maybe you're frustrated dealing with depression or anxiety, other stress-related issues. Certainly, they may be affecting your body. Maybe you're dealing with being overweight or having a difficult time losing the weight no matter what you do. Maybe you're at the gym all the time. Maybe you're trying to eat, quote-unquote, all the right healthy foods, and you're still not able to turn things around. You know, Maybe your doctor told you that all your labs are normal, yet you certainly don't feel healthy. This is this dinner talk for you, Stress, Hormones, and Health. It's Tuesday, March 26th, 6.30 p.m. Seating is limited, so reservations are required. 630-980-1400. Again, 630-980-1400. And again, I would invite you to Understanding and Reversing Autoimmune Disorders. It is Tuesday, April 8th. There are over 100 known autoimmune disorders today. Uh, My goal in this wellness talk is to help you separate fact from fiction, help you understand what is most likely the true underlying cause of your autoimmune disorder and what you can do to safely, easily, and naturally begin to send it into remission. So if you've been dealing with something like Hashimoto's disease uh, or Graves' disease, if you're dealing with maybe multiple sclerosis, muscular dystrophy, um, any of the 100 autoimmune disorders, maybe it's lupus, I want to invite you to join me Tuesday, April 8th for Understanding and Reversing Autoimmune Disorders. Um, I will help you separate fact from fiction and get to the root cause of the underlying autoimmune disorder so you can, you know, take control back of your health and your life. So again, give us a call because seating is limited, so reservations are required. 630-980-1400. Again, 630-980-1400 for Understanding and Reversing Autoimmune Disorders, Tuesday, April 8th. So we're talking about moral character on the show, right? Turning points and transformational moments and what these reveal about our character. You know, trust is what creates the willingness to be vulnerable in social interactions. It's actually the single most important ingredient for developing and sustaining healthy relationships. Um, I shared with you before the break that one of my you know, transformational moments, one of my turning points was my first day of graduate school when I took the Hippocratic Oath, uh, above all, do no harm. And it was for me at that moment where just I had this just in, 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 in deep 
internalized sense of wanting to always do the right thing. And certainly we make mistakes. Certainly, you know, we make decisions that maybe are, are rash or, you know, hasty or uninformed. But I remember clearly making a commitment to myself as well as a commitment to my profession that I never, ever, ever, ever wanted to do anything that would intentionally create harm. Uh, and I never wanted to do anything that would shed, you know, a light you know, poorly on my profession. So I think all of us, if we stop and think about it, have had these transformational moments. I had one uh, just a couple of years ago. I was out on my first date with Renee, and uh, we were having dinner, and she was sharing with me some of her experiences. And uh, I remember being struck at just how tender she was and just how vulnerable she was being in sharing this very intimate, you know, experience. And I couldn't help but be taken back by the trustworthiness, by the sincerity, by the authenticity that I, I felt in her. And that was a true moment. You know, that was a turning point for me that absolutely, you know, gave me such rich information about who she was and who her character is. And I knew right away that I wanted a second date. <laughs> but seriously, that, sh that, that, that moment, it, you know, it sheds such a light on, you know, so much about her. And here's the thing, you know, I often tell my clients, my therapy clients, my coaching clients, you can learn so much about a person in your first three meetings. Seriously, for those of you who are back, you know, uh, on the dating scene, pay attention to what someone says and what they do, how they treat you. Again, be careful not to mistake, you know, good, good manners for, for good character. But here's the thing. A person will tell you everything you need to know about their character within those first three conversations, within those first three meetings, because we're a very self-absorbed species. We truly are. We, we like to think about ourselves. We worry that other people are thinking about us, but really we're too concerned thinking about ourselves mostly. Um, and people will tell you so much about themselves and they'll reveal things unconsciously. They don't even realize that they're saying to you. So be a good listener. I like to say put on your listening ears and pay attention to what people are telling you and showing you about their character. Because everything you need to know to make a good choice will be revealed within those first three conversations, within those first three meetings. Um, and you'll have to decide what your standards are, right? Do you want to be with somebody that's trustworthy? You know, maybe that's not important to you. I, I hope it is, right? Because we want you to be safe and happy and healthy. Um, but people will tell you everything they need to, that you need to know about them within the first three meetings. Certainly they can be polite, but pay attention. They'll talk about their financial habits. They'll talk about their relationships with their family. They'll talk about how they treat their, their mom, right? Uh, they'll talk about their friendships. They'll talk about their level of, of ambition. But, but most of all, what they're going to talk about reveals their character. So please be a good listener. Put on your listening ears, okay? And then this goes for, you know, other relationships too, not just dating relationships. If you're engaged in some sort of business interaction with somebody, pay attention. I met with a gentleman yesterday from a, a really great organization, and, uh, and I was pleased that I felt a good sense of moral you know, an ethical character from him. Uh, I've certainly met a lot of people where you know right away uh, you can't trust him. I was at an event um, a couple weeks ago, and, uh, you know, I uh, was mixing with some people at this event, a great event, but, you know, within a couple of seconds, you can just get a sense uh, of someone's moral character, you know, and I certainly, you know, met a couple of unsavory characters as well, and so I made sure to keep my time with them, you know, as short as possible. But 
in every relationship, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's, uh, you know, with a, you know, someone you think might be a good friend, maybe it's someone you think might be a potential life partner, maybe it's somebody you're considering doing business with, pay attention because they will tell you everything you need to know to make a good informed decision about their character. Remember, trust is what creates the willingness to be vulnerable in social interactions. And you can get a sense of someone's trustworthiness, you know, pretty quickly. Again, it's the single most important ingredient for developing and sustaining healthy relationships, whether that's, again, a business relationship, a friendship, um, maybe a potential dating relationship. Okay. Because if you think about it, we're all in the relationship business. And uh, again, it's the single most important ingredient for a healthy relationship is, is trustworthiness. Okay, you want to make sure that who you're spending time with when you have a choice, that, that you're spending time with people that are going to be your biggest advocates, they're going to be your number one cheerleaders, that, that you choose to spend your time with people that you can count on, that you know that they're going to be reliable to be there when you need them to be there, you know, whether that's picking up, you know, the dry cleaning or, you know, meeting you someplace on time or making a phone call or, or, or being with you in, in a time of need. And, and again, you know, early on in my relationship with Renee, her character just shown I had had a health crisis uh, that landed me in the critical care unit. And uh, while I was reluctant to have my best friend call her, uh, you know, she did ultimately reach out to Renee and Renee was there in a heartbeat. And that revealed so much of her character, her ability to be trustworthy, her her ability, you know, to be dependable and reliable, uh, her sense of commitment uh, to me, to, you know, humanity. So it revealed so much about her. Renee, thank you and I love you. Um, But pay attention because when we come back, we're going to be talking more about what the science shows about what your uh, character reveals during those turning points and those transformational moments. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy harris and We will be right back. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon. I'm a double board certified integrative clinical psychologist with a postgraduate specialization in functional health and wellness. I'm a frequent speaker at Harvard and guest on TV shows, and I'm widely considered an expert in health and wellness and integrative living. So this show is about helping you to think differently about how powerful your mind is and what you can do right now to change the course and direction of your life. And our character, our moral compass is, you know, the, 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 that which, you know, sets the stage for the direction of our life. So if you've just joined us, welcome. We're talking about turning points and transformational moments, what these uh, moments reveal about our character. You can check a podcast out online, right? You can check it out on this great station, or you can go to our website, thecifhw.com. Again, thecifhw.com. If you have questions, comments, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email at health and wellness at the cifhw.com again health and wellness at the cifhw.com and to that end i want to invite you to our upcoming dinner with the doc wellness talks we've got stress hormones and health on tuesday march 26 at 6 30 p.m and understanding and reversing autoimmune disorders on April 8th at 6.30 p.m. Both of these wellness talks require reservations because it is a dinner talk. We need to know how much food uh, to have catered in. And uh, we intentionally keep them small because we want time for Q&A. So if you're interested in attending stress hormones and health and or autoimmune disorders, I would invite you to call now because seats do fill up quickly. 630-980-1400. Again, 630 630-980- 980 
780-1400 for reserving your seat at Stress Hormones and Health Tuesday, March 26th, and reserving your seat at Understanding and Reversing Autoimmune Disorders Tuesday, April 8th. So we're talking about character, right? It sets the uh, direction for our life. So most of us would agree that we want to be engaged with someone has, that has a good moral character. You know, the importance of character, as I said, is not limited to our social life. It matters to us inherently, intrapsychically. Character information, as I said, it's crucial to a person's identity, their sense of self-worth, right, who they see themselves to be. And those who are highest in moral character regard it as important to be and be seen as moral. So... You know, what's interesting is that a lot of people, a lot of times moral people may not even know they're acting in a manner deemed moral because that's just their natural character, right? That's just who they are. That's just how they interact with other people. It's interesting to note that in studies, uh, the psychologist I mentioned earlier, Cohen, uh, Cohen has conducted uh, a lot of research on uh, character, uh, especially character in the workplace. And co-workers rate the behavior of moral individuals much more highly than do the, the, the moral persons themselves. You know, it's simply the water they swim in, right? A lot of people, you don't have to make a big to-do about who you are and about who your character is. Let your character speak for you. Let it precede you in your in your actions, your words, right? And, 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 and it's likely a source of humility. If you know uh, a person's morality, says psychologist Goodwin, you not only know how they'll act towards you, but who that person is. You know something about their core identity. And so I invite you, all of you, if, if you're currently involved in re- relationships with people that you have a choice in, you know, remaining in those relationships with, you know, we don't always choose who we work with, but we, you know, can almost always choose who we spend our time with outside of the workforce. Um, I invite you to do an evaluation of those relationships and, and spend time with people that have a good moral character, somebody that has your back, somebody that's trustworthy, they're, they're reliable, they're honest. So looking at moral character from the inside, Cohen sees two additional components besides one's identity as a good or not so good person. There's a motivational element, which is the desire to do good and avoid doing harm, right, which does the heavy lifting and treating others fairly. And it's required not only for regulating close relationships, uh, she says, but also for sustaining living in any size group, right? We have to be able to get along. We have to be able to trust one another, right? That's our tribe. So having the desire to do good is necessary, but it's not sufficient. You know, one must always have the capacity to do good and avoid doing harm, right? That that Hippocratic oath of above all, do no harm. So here's where the cognitive capacity to consider future consequences, as in those that guilt proneness I talked about earlier on the show, uh, it's where that comes into play. It's, um, you know, synonymous with self-regulation, inhibiting impulses for immediate gratification and overriding temptations, right? Should internal mechanisms fall short of the challenge, if you're not able to inhibit those, those impulses, there are informal cultural mechanisms to shore up self-control, right? The primary function of gossip, as some would say, the court of last resort is formal mechanisms, you know, which we sometimes call laws. But people high in that age factor, right, honesty, 
right? Humility. People high in the H factor actually see the world differently from those who lack the H factor. So uh, they look through what Cohen calls a moral lens. Most notably in her studies of whistleblowers, she finds that that lens shines a cognitive spotlight on the moral implications of the choices people face when making decisions. In life's typically ambiguous reality, the lens fixes on the human consequences of actions uh, where there will be no harm to others, right? So we see this a lot in uh, those whistleblower situations. That lens allows those who have it to remain steadfast in their moral awareness. And for everyone else, moral considerations disappear um, from view, what's called ethical fading, other concerns, financial, strategic, for instance, loom larger. So, uh, you know, some people will make uh, good decisions or do the right thing, make the right moral choice in the company of others, uh, but may allow those quote-unquote morals or ethics to slide uh, in, in other situations. And we see this a lot in the, in the business world, for example. But the problem with character, though, is that it can be hard to discern, right? You know, as much as it matters in first impressions, it's usually hard to gauge in those situations. So especially if you're not really tuned into it, character typically takes time to reveal itself. Um, so self-reports of character, of course, are thoroughly unreliable, right? Because most of us want to present ourselves in a positive light, especially as, you know, on a date, as I was talking about in an earlier segment. So you really have to do put on your, you have to put on your listening ears because character can be inferred uh, from behavior, right? The situations that draw it forth from other people, ones that pitch values into sharp competition tend to be reasonably rare in daily life, right? These are the turning points and those transformational moments I talked about. So moral character shows itself you know, most often when some kind of choice is required, should I, shouldn't I, you know, what should I do? How should I handle the situation? Most everyday circumstances don't present a test of loyalty, for example, or offer an opening for a display of courage, right? You know, we see that certainly, of course, in a lot of first responders, but, but most of the time we don't have an opportunity to demonstrate our courage. On the other hand, there may be far more everyday opportunities for showing kindness and compassion. And I'm a big fan of that, right? But, you know, it's those, those turning points those transformational moments that are really, you know, key for revealing someone's character. But again, pay attention. You know, people are going to share with you a lot of information about who they are and what they've done in their lives that will reveal a lot of their character. And sometimes for those of us that are really tuned in, listen to your gut, right? Because again, that that is a primary survival instinct that is hardwired into us to help us determine, you know, if a situation is safe or dangerous, or if a person is safe or potentially dangerous. So if you're engaged in a conversation with somebody and you just get this weird feeling, tune into that because that could save you some, for some, from some very big mistakes financially, emotionally, socially, sexually, legally, you name it. Tune into your gut because a lot of times, you know, there might be something about that person. We, we, we can't just, we might not be able to put our finger on it, but you can feel it. You can often feel someone's character just by the, the energy they resonate, right? And, you know, again, if you're tuned in, you can see a lot from body language, too. Uh, because, again, in words, most people are going to try and present themselves in a very positive light. That is just human nature. Generally, most of us want to look at other people, especially in those social situations. So stick around. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about these turning points and transformational moments. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuan. 
Lately, it seems you're not feeling quite right, as if your body is working against you. Dr. Amy and Associates can help create a path to achieve optimal health. Experience personalized health care for your mind, body, and spirit at a practice that blends holistic and traditional medicine. Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon of Dr. Amy and Associates. One of the services we provide, mental health and wellness. We see children, adolescents, and adults for individuals, couples, and family counseling. We even do psychiatry and medication management. All of our thoughts, feelings, and actions are a result of those conditions, ways of thinking, feeling, and being that lead us to make decisions. And so I work with individuals to help them understand and help them create a new blueprint to move them from a negative mindset to a positive mindset. Call Dr. Amy and Associates to experience a whole person integrative approach to health and wellness. 630-980-1400 or visit DrAmyAndAssociates.com. Dr. Amy and Associates, empowering people, changing lives. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Duan. I'm a double board certified clinical integrative psychologist with a postgraduate specialization in functional health and wellness. Also a certified wellness instructor, author and speaker, and the director for the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness. If you've just joined us, welcome. We're talking about turning points and transformational moments. You can catch a podcast of the show on this great station or on iTunes. And uh, you can also check us out online at thecifhw.com. Again, that website, thecifhw.com. If you've got questions, comments, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, healthandwellness at thecifhw.com. Again, healthandwellness at thecifhw.com. And so speaking of that, I want to invite you to join me for Stress Hormones and Health on March 26, 6.30 p.m. If you're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, you know, maybe you're tired of dealing with thyroid dysfunction. Maybe it's chronic anxiety or depression. Maybe you're dealing with chronic health issues. You're not able to lose weight or keep it off, or maybe you're struggling to, you know, get a good night's sleep. You're feeling tired and sluggish all the time. I want to invite you to stress hormones and health. Tuesday, March 26, 6.30 p.m. Seating is limited, so reservations are required. 630-980-1400. Again, 630-980-1400. You can also join me for understanding and reversing autoimmune disorders. It is Tuesday, April 8th, 6.30 p.m. I will help you understand what is likely the true root cause of that autoimmune dysfunction and what you can do right now to safely, naturally, and effectively send it into remission and or stop the progression. I'll help you separate fact from fiction. I'll help you understand why conventional medical procedures will uh, continue to fail to uh, allow you to turn things around in your health. But again, what you can do right now naturally, safely, and effectively to Take control back of your health and your life. 630-980-1400 for reservations because seating is limited. Again, understanding and reversing autoimmune disorders. Tuesday, April 8th, 6.30 p.m., 630-980-1400. So we're talking about these turning points and transformational moments. I asked at the opening of the show, how many of you can remember a moment that actually changed your life? Maybe it was positive. Maybe it was negative. What happened? How did you respond to it? You know, how did the other person deal with it? Because as I said, for some of this, these were the moments that actually changed the entire direction of our lives. These are the moments that reveal character. Um, And so character is king in social cognition, right? It's the first and the most important thing people actually perceive in others. And it drives the impressions people form of one another. And as I said, um, highly public displays of moral behavior they should be subject to scheming, right? So highly public displays of moral behavior, 
um, arriving less from selfless motives than a concern with, uh, you know, buffing one's reputation. Since moral behavior is judged by its weakest performance, right, the weakest link, it, it, it takes exposure to a variety of situations to get a full picture of someone's character. But as I said, pay attention to what your gut tells you. Pay attention to what they're saying because most people are going to talk so much about themselves unconsciously and they will, will reveal a lot about their character. But beware if they're intentionally, you know, boasting about their character, their, their, their morals, their values. These are the things that people generally don't have to uh, advertise, okay? So here's where it gets interesting, though. Moral character is not a passive trait, right? Character actually steers people into some situations out of others, right? Those with high moral character especially avoid environments that could lead to others being harmed, right? You just don't put yourself in those situations. But they do more. Uh, they even shape situations. You know, instead of, you know, maybe brooding about a date that's gone off track, you know, um, some people will find an opportunity to make the best of it, right? So, or maybe you're in a business situation, you know, find a way, you know, if it goes south, but there's an opportunity for you to reveal your true character, you know, and, and the situation calls for it, you know, bring it out, bring it to bear, right? So, you know, take notice uh, because there are all kinds of transformational uh, moments, times when, you know, your character is going to be called into question. You know, I'm in the healthcare industry and there's a lot of questionable, you know, behavior that goes on in the healthcare industry, right? There's, there's a lot of kickbacks. Um, there are a lot of times, you know, I've been approached to, uh, uh, you know, make decisions or, or uh, uh, falsify documents. So you, all of us are going to be faced with these moral dilemmas, right? So you need to be on the lookout, right? Everything has its place. Um, you have to know who you are and what you stand for, because as the saying, um, if you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. So you have to know what's going on. So, so as I said, transformational moments sit somewhere on the boundary between logic and emotion. And research, for example, on psychotherapy shows that insight alone, as I said, no matter how brilliant, rarely leads to profound and sustainable behavioral change. Uh, if it's not accompanied by some level of emotional understanding, right? So like other peak moments, those that illuminate character, um, you know, are going to to show themselves, right? Surprise, you know, maybe part of it. Sometimes situations will come up where they're completely unexpected and they allow our character to shine through. Like the situation I talked about when I was hospitalized, that was completely unexpected. You know, I hadn't known my partner for that long, but there she was, you know, right at my bedside taking care of, of you know, um, the relationship that was unfolding between the two of us. It spoke volumes about her character, right? And so, again, like other moments, those that illuminate character admit no game plan. They're just spontaneous. Surprise is part of their power. And it also guarantees that they're untainted by ego concerns, right? The disequilibrium such moments creates, it leaves the self undefended. You know, uh, they're, they're memorable, not just for the insights they deliver with great impact, but also for the purity of, of, of what they reveal about the person. Rare, those rare openings in time, uh, character, those character defining moments, they're transformative because they guide us into the future. They, they help us distill the complexities of life. And and the crystalline reliability of the information, you know, uh, that gets revealed allows us to make strong inferences about what we can expect ahead from the people in our lives and also what we should expect 
from our own selves. So just know, you know, take a moment right now to just think about what was that moment for you that changed your life? You know, what was that moment that you were involved in that revealed someone else's character? And, and, and how did that affect you, right? What happened? How did you respond? Um, were you surprised by how you responded or by that, how the other person dealt with that moment, right? Because for some of us, as I said, these are the moments that changed the direction of our entire lives. I had one of these moments in high school. It was my aha. It was that moment when I decided I wanted to become a clinical psychologist. So, you know, life doesn't present us with these, you know, situations every day. But I want to invite you every day to conduct yourself in a way that you feel good about, you know, that you feel proud about yourself. You know, consider taking the Hippocratic Oath. You don't have to be in healthcare to do that. And, and, and the long and short of it is, above all, do no harm. So, so, you know, if you want to find more happiness, more health, more harmony in your life, I invite you to uh, become a person of good moral character. Be someone that you can be proud of. Remember, you don't have to advertise it. You know, let your essence, let your presence, let your behaviors, you know, uh, speak for you. And if you find yourself in situations, again, whether in family situations, friend situations, work situations, where you're questioning someone's moral character, then that's, that's a cue for you, you know, and that's then your clue to, to, to maybe exit that relationship. You know, if, if you're questioning someone's character, there's a reason you're questioning their character. Okay. So uh, again, pay attention what they say, what they do. And you don't have to profess your morality, just live it. So know that, you know, these, these moments are going to come up. They're unexpected. They're often out of the blue. They're not the flashes of insight. They're not the ahas. Those are the moments that, you know, call on us to be courageous, to be trustworthy, to be reliable, to extend humility. So I want to thank you for tuning into the show again, Turning Points and Transformational Moments and what these reveal about your character. And I want to invite you to be someone that you can always be proud of. So you're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.